0: Fellas, the season, bro, it's it's tough, man. I'm coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. But I love the fact that now on YouTube TV, you can get the NFL Sunday ticket. I get the multi-view, and now I'm watching four games at one time. I got something on my iPad, something on my TV, and it's all thanks to YouTube TV.
1: Man, I used to be so scared, traveling like we do, And I can say, you know what? Now I log into YouTube TV. I can watch whatever games I need to watch for any job I have at any device I want. It is beautiful what they got and 50%
2: off. I was about to say the most important thing is it's 50% (laughs) off. It's Sunday out-of-market games. It's amazing. You got to get YouTube TV.
0: YouTube TV and NFL Sunday Ticket. It is your place to catch all the games. Even the out-of-market ones are there for you. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games now on YouTube and YouTube TV. No two year contract required. Bundle and save on NFL Sunday ticket with YouTube TV to get 100 plus live TV channels starting at $174 for the rest of the 23 season on YouTube TV with base plan 50% off compared to full season price terms and embargoes apply no cancellations.
2: That's what Ojo and uh, TO had in DR for them 17 piece. Yeah, 17, 17 women in 12 hours. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Some I
3: I was just playing around. I me when you know I had to take a little smoke break before yeah. we start. TO was on my live. I clicked him in and he starts talking about I told him I'm trying to find uncle a woman. So me and Uncle did the show yesterday with the virgin, the 39-year-old virgin. I say "Uncle, From, this is um, the Easter show. Okay. Uh, yep, whatever that is. So I told Uncle, man, listen, I got one for you. You're 55, you know, and you ain't ain't got it right, you ain't got it right together, you ain't got it together all these years, but we got somebody that's pure, Mm -hmm. that's walking in the righteousness of Christ. And he's talking about, nah, I want me a sinner. What about, (laughs) bro,
1: (laughs) hey,
0: I was, um, I went to old girl page, her Twitter, the one that hit Unc up and said she could be, Unc could be on her OnlyFans. it's be Nasty. Boy, oh, Whoa. you went to a page? I should have, on the plane. <laughs> I was on the plane. Yeah. I said, oh no. <laughs> hey, look, hey. You know, I started leaning over. Hey, you know how you lean leaning over your yeah. phone? I said, oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> hey.
3: Listen, but he called, he called the girl out again. Say, nah, I can't do nothing with her, man. Bring
2: me Miss B Nasty.
3: I say, man, yeah, just came out of hip surgery. Now you gonna fuck around. You
2: gonna fuck around. Throw that old hip out again. Yeah. Hey, so, so he ain't gotta be on that uh, what's his LaPortier cognac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gotta yeah. be on them shots before that.
0: Well so he better be on that yak and yeah, whatever Maurice said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm <gonna> take it. <laughs> Win your date. Hold up, Let me Take a cap pinning it. I thought they to witness it. Get my people feeling militant, where I am finna get me up, uh, on the mission get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on this I can trust, uh, trust, uh, limit. Niggas to me camping in it. I fought the here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant, uh, where I am finna get me up, uh, on the mission, get me up, uh, knowing me, I got the key. Hey man, Ocho, welcome back to the pivot. No, yeah. no,
2: uh. no. It's welcome to Inside the Pivot, and I am the guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome, Freddie. on, Freddie. Hey, we're glad to have you.
2: I appreciate yeah, it. Because we've all Thank been here all day. It. I know, right? Yeah, we had work. <laughs> I love to see it.
0: Ocho, yeah. you were our first guest. Mm-hmm. You were our first Friday show. Yeah. Uh, we, we sat down with you. I can't even remember where we... We did it in Miami, but it was in like a dark back bar. It was crazy. Girl, but I yeah. think the cool thing is, man, we've all come a long way since yeah. then. The show's come a long way. Uh, You know, and I text you last week after the show, man, just individually with all the stuff that you're doing, you know, you've come a long way in growing in this business. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we'll probably get to it as well. Come a long way as a man. You know, we were having conversations about that this morning. But I want to talk about the first time I've seen people in the world mad at Chad Johnson. The first time? This is the first time I've ever seen people mad at you. You are Uh one of the more universally liked people. Yeah, and loved people I ever met. Right, Mm -hmm. like it's the reason people like it's the reason everybody wants you involved in Mm -hmm. their stuff because they know they're effed up. But the way people love you, Mm -hmm. it's gonna kind of mess it. Like it's gonna erase a little bit of that. And them like, oh, well, Chad rock with him. Yeah, everybody feels that way. (laughs) So we had the joint post with Mm -hmm. NFL Films, Mm -hmm. right? That you talk about hitting Ray Lewis, Mm -hmm. and people were coming to the to that post Mm -hmm. just to be mad at you about Keith Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to be mad at you about about your. Opinion mm-hmm. on what he was doing. Now, I saw right. you came around. You did your research. Yeah You show love to the brother who yeah. is doing a yeah. lot of great things Was that a point though where you realized, hold on people are paying attention to what I'm saying a mm-hmm. little bit differently Than I ever thought well, no, I understood that people pay attention to what I say, but I don't think they understood where
3: I was going with it the vision for us for any of us to own anything understand how difficult that is. We're already behind the eight ball in everything that we're doing. Everything that we do in general, especially ownership, when it comes to ownership. When it comes to the restaurant business, you understand how difficult that is. And I'm coming from on the other side of ownership, so I understand, I know how it works. You know how hard it is for you to create something, you to create something, and you to create something, and have people continue to support you? Mm -hmm. And if you do have a business, they expect you, everything has to be immaculate, perfect, A1, Everything has to be five-star this, five-star that. Mm-hmm. Customer service, this and that. And this. But if it, was, if it was Gucci, if it was goddamn Louis Vuitton, and whatever, the service might not be up to par, you're still gonna support. Mm-hmm. Every time, right. every time. The five-star restaurants, oh, we love that because it's a symbol of status, regardless of how the customer service is. Sometimes, sometimes people have bad days. You go to Poppy Steak, you go to Chris Ruth or Ruth Chris, whatever, whatever the hell that shit <laughs> called, and all these other fancy places. Are they, is the service perfect all the time? No. But you want to be in that spot. But so you, you want to accept it, it. Because it's a symbol of status. Oh, look, I got money. But then when it comes to the black restaurants, when it comes to our shit, they want everything to be perfect. It ain't gonna be perfect all the time. The customer service is not gonna always be A1. And all I was saying, I love what Keith was doing. I love what he's doing. Obviously, even if his intent is not to insult those restaurants, black owned restaurants, obviously when he was in, in ATL. Just the simple fact that anything with that type of popularity and influence, any, any inclination of anything negative, you know how we operate. Yeah. Oh, would well, he said that? Oh, well we ain't fucking with that restaurant no more. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking at it from a broader perspective, well damn, with his influence and that kind of power, that can actually take away from that business, right. you, know, you know, in, in, in a sense. I was, at, I was looking at it from that sense, but again, he's done so much good. The little bit of bad, I was thinking about, But well, damn, even though people might not see it as bad because, oh, he critique and has to be honest with his critiques, yeah. but also that could hurt on the back end. That's, that's all I was saying, because I, I, it, I
2: like what he does. And at, at what point in doing your research, because you later came back and, yeah. you know, you are show of love, mm-hmm. in doing that research, at what point did you say, okay, um, I gotta show this brother love. When you mm-hmm. found out that he was a boxer, and he mm-hmm. can put demands on you. Yeah, yeah, I like or... that.
3: I like that part. So actually, when when I did my research and I found out he did MMA, I would've, it would have been nice we can we can we can rock, man. You know, I, I like that. We, we can if if, if he want to come out of retirement. I know he don't do that no more. We can we can get in there and go. I'm doing a little bit more research on what he's been doing and yeah. how much he's he's helped a lot of people in such a short amount of time was really good. But I also understood and he has a responsibility to. And it just, it just, it's just—it's just—it's really—it's really difficult on his end too, because right. you got to be honest, and right. you know how we are—we fickle, man. Yeah. We fickle, man. As a community, it's hard to get us to support each other consistently. And if we do, everything you do has to be goddamn perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: D- does that get to you? You say everybody mm-hmm. love you all, everybody mm-hmm. love you mm-hmm. leave thousand, two thousand dollar damn tips, which yeah. I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. But when you do get criticized in them small windows, yeah. does it get to you?
3: Nah, nah, not at all, because they're not seeing it from my viewpoint. I see it on both sides. For one, I love what he's doing. I love what he's doing, but then I'm also like, well, sometimes your honesty can actually hurt the establishments. Because mm-hmm. we are fickle, man. We follow any little trend. Any little trend there is, where well, if they said it ain't
0: good, guess what we doing?
3: Oh, we ain't fucking with that shit. I asked a
0: question, and maybe you know, one of you guys could a- answer it, is that when you start, when you build the following that he has, it's very similar to the following you gain being good at your job, Mm -hmm. you gain from the way that you play ball now doing this. The same with both of you. It's like our voices can elevate the culture and the people in it or Mm -hmm. it could tear them down even when it's not necessarily what we're intending to do. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it's you giving your honest opinion about Russell Wilson and saying what you said was honest and in some cases true. And there are people who agree with it and people who don't agree with it, but those who don't agree with it immediately go to attacking you because you're not supposed to speak on a black man Mm. like that. You're supposed to approach it in a different way. And it made me think about if Keith Lee now, and I'm not saying that he needs to change anything that he's doing, Mm -hmm. this is just a conversation. If Keith Lee now said, okay, if I go to a restaurant and I don't have A positive review of it Mm -hmm. if now I speak to the restaurant owners and talk to them about what my experience was how that experience could be better and I keep from sharing that with the people Mm -hmm. and what I do now is when I do have positive positive experiences I shine light on those Mm -hmm. that if I do have a negative experience it's not something that I share right I deal with that personally with the people like he said it I try to send my family in because I get treated differently because now I got a certain level of followers. I don't want that experience. I want to pay for my food, all of those things. But that's real life. You got money, you get treated differently because you have a platform, because you have a brand. Same with you, same with you, same with me. That's just the way it works. And so do you think once we reach a certain level of status, a certain level uh, as a voice, we do have to change the way we approach speaking about things in order to not tear down.
1: I believe so. And I believe so, like, for the culture part mm-hmm. of it. And I get I get criticized a lot for it because it's like, uh, you know, you're supposed to be moving forward. And I'm goofy as hell. All I do is joke around. Right. So it's usually a lot of older black men, older black women will come up to me, especially after the Russ thing, like, how can you beat down another black man? And I was like, I was just messing around, talking trash. We're talking trash on the show. and And... I think sometimes people get, look at me like this goofball way, and they think that hurts mm-hmm. the, the pushing forward of black men. And I'm like, even talking to Desi and talking to some other guy, Spice Adams, and I, I even bring this up with him. Like, you know, do you ever feel as if you need to be this strong, deep, you know, um, activist almost at all times, which I can't be. I support all the black businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna support everything we do. I got on my Howard stuff now. You know, my wife be pushing that, that, that Howard mm-hmm. on me. HU. The real H U.
0: And other, know. the other part is too. Why do people from Howard act like they are not an H B C U like the rest of the people?
1: Because they're the first one and they uh, they're the top notch. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> 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 I don't about answering that motherfucking question like I really know. I just know that the, the Howard swag is through the goddamn roof. <laughs> I have found out that my voice has gotten bigger over the years, and I do try to be more responsible when I talk about serious topics. I can play around, joke around, but when you talk about serious topics, you need to, get, you need to have a more, I guess, conscious thought of how many people you're reaching, mm-hmm. especially young people. How many young people you're reaching and how many people respect you know, respect you. And as a, you know, a comedic personality, figure, personality, sure. mm-hmm. I'm still looked at on a higher pedestal with the fame, with the football, with the TV shows and all that stuff. And I have become more conscious of that through the last year, so.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. You have to be open-minded and uh, thought ha- provoking. And uh, within that responsibility that you have, you still also have to be true. Mm. You know, I think so, you know, when it comes to our community, there's already a heightened level of sensitivity, mm. right? So you you it's it's like damned if I do or damned if I don't, because they're gonna comb through whatever you say. If you if you give a, a thousand great compliments, mm-hmm. right? Some people just pull out that one, and that's what they want to pound on. So it really comes down to, uh, with uh, I guess with Keith, he he has to critique. He has to be himself. He has to understand the power of his platform, mm-hmm. but he also has to understand that. You know, people are just gonna be people. You know, so you you make your comments and keep it moving. Make sure that it's true. Yeah. Um, Without his comments, he don't, he'll lose followers if he's bullshitting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He has a responsibility to uh, just keep it a thousand. Uh, Otherwise people won't follow him. And then now that affects his backing, Mm -hmm. his money, his platform. Uh, But he does have a responsibility to the people more so than anything. I think that's, that's what, I, what I saw most, and why I did come back and
3: say what I did say. I hadn't done my research. Shannon asked me a question. What do you think about this individual saying this? And then I'm seeing the Atlanta restaurants being upset, mm-hmm. and I'm, then it's just straight to, why are you critiquing? What qualifies you to do that? I hadn't done my research, because I, I didn't know. I didn't know about the followers. I didn't know who he was. I didn't understand his background, but he, he answered that. Forget the answer he gave to me. Personally, I did my own homework. Mm-hmm. I said, oh boy, that boy doing something nice. Right. He doing something nice. And in a sense, we just a goddamn like. It, it, as far as on, on the giving back and the, and the blessing part, but I don't do it that way, because I'm not a foodie. Like, I eat at the same goddamn six restaurants the past, six, you know, goddamn 30 <laughs> right. years. Right. You know, But still, the intent is the same, the same as his. His is just, you know, it's, it's a different avenue. Right. And after seeing that and understanding it, shit, I, I told, I told Shanna shit, I'm, I'm Ocho Lee. I'm team Lee. My daughter my daughter hit me like, uh, listen, daddy, you my daddy and all, but we team Keith Lee over
0: here. My daughter is in culinary school. Yeah, oh. Right, and mm-hmm. she loves Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the kitchen uh, mm-hmm. Thursday, she said, dad, I need you to tell Chad Johnson we got beef. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said tell him do not come for Keith Lee. Yeah. I said, "Man, I said I don't think my boy was going. I was like I don't think he understood it like that. So mm-hmm. I think he was speaking from the perspective of how Just that one particular voice Mm. in that moment affects black businesses. Mm -hmm. I said it wasn't necessarily him looking at the whole of who Keith Lee is Mm -hmm. and having a negative perspective or a negative opinion on him. Mm -hmm. It was saying, when you say something like this, when you have that sort of platform, that's how it can affect that one place.
2: No, I just wanted to add real quick, because I know we kind of talked about it in our Hot Takes uh, show, I believe last Friday or two weeks ago, Uh, Ocho. You know, there have been uh, guys, you know, on television uh, and they talk, they have to uh, analyze the game mm-hmm. or what's going on. Some people pull out, you know, their comments and say, well, why are you attacking the former player? Mm-hmm. You know, or the black man or this or that. Why are we like that? I don't know. I don't know. And
3: I'm one of the few, I'm one of the few who crit- who's very critical and able to analyze without actually doing it. Ryan, you're good at doing it. You don't give a fuck who you motherfucker talk about. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, oh he's good at doing it. I am not comfortable. And that's something that I've got to learn. I got to, I got to learn what you have. There's a certain savviness, there's a certain aura and delivery and approach to you where you can do it where it's not very malicious. Shannon Sharp, oh he don't care. Boy this motherfucker here, oh he don't care. He gonna tell you this is what it is. You suck, so what? Run it down, why you suck A, B, C, and D? I can't do that Ryan, it just feels uncomfortable. That used to be me. I used to drop balls. I used to have bad games. There used to be situations where it was third down, and I, they, we needed that catch, and I didn't make that catch. The world, the weight of the world is on my shoulders. We lost that game because of Ocho. Mm. I know what that feels like. So now, on the back end, I'm done playing. I'm in a position where I have to be critical, and analytical of players. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta be critical of it. I just can't bring myself to it, yet. I'm trying to navigate and find a way to do it in a way where it's not malicious because the players in today's era are extremely, extremely sensitive and take everything as seen as hating.
2: But that's the gift and the curse and it goes back to your authenticity. And that's why they love this dude. That's why they love Unk, you know what I'm saying? If yeah, people yeah. give you a pass, uh, shit, you the most likable person in, in the world in 2011. Yeah. You got the uh, most likable sports influencer in the world yeah. award. 2011. Because he's, he's a likable Mickey. Yeah. You'll get a pass. People right. know like you're fun. You're you're real. Mm-hmm. You tell the truth. So I think in your um, observations or your uh, analytical uh, observations, mm-hmm. like you'll be pretty great at what you do. I mean, even finding yourself here right now, mm-hmm. does it surprise you? A little bit,
3: because I think to be in this position, or well, here is not as bad. I don't think I could do what Ryan does. I couldn't, I can't, I can't, do, first, I can't do First Take, okay. I can't do ESPN. I can't because there you got to go. You got to go. It ain't no all that, all that pretty shit and all that trying to beat around the bush. I can't do that. I can't do what he does. I can't do what Dan, Dan does or Swagger. I, no, man, I, I can't. I can't because I, it, it, just, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about the next man that's doing something when that's messing up or not playing well. I know what that feel like.
0: I know what that feels like. But I, I don't think, I think you are in some way misunderstanding it or in some way you don't understand. You actually wouldn't have to do that. The It's just about truly who you are. Yeah. Like, you're just not a negative dude. Like, you just aren't. Mm-hmm. And when you are critiquing or when you are analyzing film and you see something that you feel is true, mm-hmm. it's okay to say it, but you actually don't have to. If your way of watching and analyzing ball is going to be, I'm going to talk about what is good. Yeah. You know, if I'm watching Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins and I don't think Tua played well, mm-hmm. well, I'll find something they did do well. Mm-hmm. And I'll still say that the other team did this well, which affect, you know. And so you can still do it. But I think the the coolest part about that is, is that that's who you are. Right. You know what I mean? The fact that it does make you feel a certain way is a good thing, because that's who God made you as a human. I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that sometimes when I say something that I don't necessarily feel is negative, Mm -hmm. that I think I've watched on film, and that I believe, and that I can prove, and I say it, but it's saying that a player didn't do well or a team isn't good enough, and the response, I'd be lying if I say it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. Because my thought is I went through all the preparation I needed for this to be a well thought out opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. I watched the games multiple times. I watched a certain play over and over. I looked at the all 22. I called people in the organizations. I had conversations with dudes on the team about that. You know what I mean? And even in doing all that, when I said it, this is how the world received it. Mm -hmm. You know, and Channing may be one of the few. Uh, Shannon may be there as well. It's difficult to not care what people think about your true authentic self. Cause I don't play a character on TV. Mm -hmm. Like if I played a character, like I wouldn't care. Like if my, like, you know, like Stephen A loves to troll cowboy fans. And because he's intentionally trolling them, their opinion of him, does not matter, right? Right. But when Stephen A is giving us his true self and his true thought, Mm -hmm. and he feels like that's being misunderstood, he'll re-explain himself. Like we were talking about Dak, and he was saying something about, it's right here, it's in the heart, you know what I mean? And I was just like, man, I'm not gonna say that Dak Prescott doesn't have the heart because of what he's going through as a man. And I feel like as you are built up as a man, you can also be built up as a player. He told the producer and the director, bring it back so I can clarify. Because his thought was I was saying that because of what he said, and it wasn't that, I was just playing off of it. But he wanted the world to know, I'm not questioning his heart, I'm not questioning the man, I'm talking about the play. So I think we all have that, and that's just difficult as your voice amplifies.
1: But isn't that why people get paid so much money to play sports? It's because of the fact that it is, it is mesmerizing. People wanna watch, that's why they get these billion dollar deals. So if you evaluate your teacher, if your kids' teacher suck, you're not gonna let your kid go to that teacher anymore. <laughs> your dentist fuck your mouth up, you're not gonna go to that dentist anymore. Like everybody gets evaluated, and being an athlete, you're on the platform for analysts to analyze you. And I think, honestly, I don't think it's it's good analysis if everything's positive. I agree. Because you see, you can see the negative. If this, if this receiver b- balls out, mm-hmm. that corner didn't do his job. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to speak about the corner, but I can just talk about the receiver. I think it's both sides. It's yeah. why the X and O's are there, but it's the people that are playing that game. Mm-hmm. So I will, and the one thing I always gotta say, and I hate, I have to do it on radio all the time. I gotta do it on this show sometimes. I'm about to say something to criticize this man's job, but I gotta say,
0: I don't have no problem with him. Mm-hmm. He's a good person. Yeah. He does charity work. You gotta put that work. disclaimer You're out though, philanthropist. I don't think you have to, though, like, I don't. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't do it. And after a while, people just get used to the fact that you ain't gonna do it, and, it is what it is. You got to be so consistent in it, consistent at doing it, that they just accept you, right? Like the first time, people go push back on it, right? You know what I get, like I used to get all the time? You ain't no Troy. Mother effer duh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it then.
2: Yeah.
0: Why you think I accepted my job? Because I knew I wasn't, mm-hmm. right? And then when he wasn't playing and they let me do it, I was damn good. Yeah. And then when he came back, guess what happened? Okay, Troy.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Troy like, was back to be a Yeah, Troy. like, that
0: was, but yeah. that was the life. And I understood it. You know, like, when Miami tried to get me to come down there, they was like, you're going to get to do all the stuff Troy does. Right? We know you can do it. Me too. But, man, it's really comfortable doing it with him and them, so I'm going to go back. Mm. But could you have made more plays? Could yes. you have won the more Pro Bowls? When the year he was out for the longest time was the best year of my career. Not that. Like I I may have been better at doing the other job at times, but far as like impact on the game, opportunity to make plays, absolutely. And I had fun and I enjoyed it. And short story and a long story, he came back and uh, I went back to playing, just playing free safety. And it was like two and a half quarters. I didn't do anything. I didn't touch a person. I like I didn't get around any plays. And I remember it, it was like two plays in a row. I think I like missed the tackle and a guy caught a ball. And I was like a grown man, bro. And I was just on the side and I just started crying. Not that I was purposely trying to cry. Like it just happened. And he walks up to me and he goes, he was like, you go down. Right? Because he understood for like the last eight weeks, I had been doing everything. And because he was back, I was now back in a position where like I was just I didn't get a, I didn't, wouldn't get a chance to make plays. And so when you get one play in three quarters, it's like Chad said, and you miss it, yeah. it stays on you, you know? But like, that was part of it. But I was started that to say though, like if I critique, who people think, if I critique Derwin James, and I said, well, Derwin gotta do this, you can't that. Well, you, you was just the other safety. Like you acting, you talking like you Ed Reed. <laughs> and like, you, you get that. Yeah, and eventually yeah. I had to be like, man, F all y'all. Y'all talking like y'all was me. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it takes you to get to that point though. Even these two dudes, two dudes that believe they want to,
1: they should be Hall of Fame. I agree. Mm. Both of them. Right? It's mm. all about numbers. Like I know you had success with the Steelers, yeah. but if you would have gone to another team, your numbers would have been better. Yes. People would look at you differently. Yes. Was that a good business decision for the for Clark, for Ryan Clark? Not the Steelers, not you? I know you got a Super Bowl, but you could have been somewhere else and been more respected
0: as a player. Yes and no and I'm going to say this, there isn't a person who played offense or defense who got to see me play a lot or who got to see me play in person and didn't respect me.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Had I gone somewhere else, my public perception to the fans may have been different, right? But I think we've done this show long enough together and we've done it with enough coaches who know me enough players who know me. We've yet to have somebody who had a personal experience with me, not respect who I was as a player. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was the way I came up in the game and the fact that nobody drafted me, the fact that I was cut, the fact that you rather sign Archuleta than sign me that made me this way, but your opinions were what started to matter to me Mm -hmm. because it was the only positive ones I'd get. Mm You know what I'm saying? And so since I had all the negative everywhere else, it was just y'all. You know, like when Chad would come up to me, all right, RC, we ain't doing all that hitting today. I love you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I knew what it meant. Yeah. Like, he wasn't saying, like, RC, all right, I might come across the middle, chill out. But he was saying it. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, and so I think that was how I just learned to find my worth. But that, that's truly what really matters, right? When yeah. a player talk, that player talk. Mm-hmm. You know, not the outsiders, not the guys who are out there watching it from afar. You know, that second lens, but the guys who are actually on the gridiron. You know, and uh, prior to this, uh, I didn't even realize you and uh, Steve Smith went to uh, you Santa go? Monica. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's that That's, Santa Monica guy? He was always like that? Yeah, always. He, yeah. Even
3: back then. Even back wow. then. Little Bulldog. Love the fight. That's Had, crazy. Attitude
2: with everybody. So, so, <laughs> yeah. also, okay, so you guys were in the same division for a while. Still is in the, in the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. What, what were those matchups actually really, really like? I call those two. RC
3: out there. Yeah, two 10-strap games. You go into the game, you need two chin traps. That's what, yeah, no, no bullshit. And that is, that is what we labeled that week when we played the Steelers, because you needed two, two chin traps. Obviously, I, I kind of try to set the tone for us offensively with my mouth, mm-hmm. with my mouth. If everyone see, well shit, well Chad is up, he ready to go, everybody else feeds off that. I might say some you know, little budget board material throughout the week just to get everybody else going. For some reason, Coaches, everybody got damn ass tight. It's still a week. <laughs> what we doing? So you know how I am. The same. I'm. I was. I was. I was a character, but I was one that wanted to keep everybody loose as possible. Correct. Coach, you ain't got nothing to worry about, man. You ain't got nothing to worry. We we, we good. So, and just it's something about that Ravens. Week and steal a week. Everybody asshole like this.
2: <laughs> and I don't. I don't know what it was. It was. It was something about that. From that moment, I think it was your rookie year and uh, you know me from being down south, you Mm -hmm. ran up on me, what's up, I'm from the crib, I'm from the crib. So from that moment, till just a month ago or so, when you were inducted into the uh, Bengals Ring of Honor, Mm -hmm. did you ever like foresee, like, envision something like as great as that or as good as that happening in your career? Uh -uh.
3: I was just out there having fun. If, the if, you look, if you career? look at the totality of my career, it was based on one thing. And the one thing that's overlooked, obviously you're supposed to work hard, you're supposed to do all this stuff. But if you, the antics overshadowed everything, and that's exactly how I wanted it. Mm. Everybody loves to say, oh, he worked hard, he did this, he did. Well, that's a part of the game. To even reach that level and have the consistency I had, all that is, that comes with it. You know, I got to do that. I live, eat, sleep, shit football. Mm. Goddamn me and A.B. trained what? 10, 11, 12 some years every offseason. All we knew was work, 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 work. I added another dynamic. I wanna add the entertainment value to the game. Mm. And the way I felt it should be played. As a little shorty, as a little jit in Miami, I was about talking shit and celebrate. I just happened to make it to the NFL Defeat the odds and the obstacles, even get to that point, and you think y'all going to tell me how the game should be played because of these set of rules you got in place? All right, I'm going to show you. And I refuse to change. Refuse to change. And, and you, know, you know, what's the one way to keep us in line? They take what they think we value most. They were taking my money. Mm. How are we going to keep this? I almost said it, my bad. How are we going to keep this young fella in line? Right. Well, take his money because that's what they value most. You know they play the game for the money. Man, go ahead and take that.
2: I'm gonna make it back up. Even with the antics, Ocho, man, like, I was telling you outside, bro. You had a great fucking career. Mm -hmm. Four-time all pro, all pro. Six Mm -hmm. Pro Bowls, the most receiving yards in Bengals history. The antics definitely overshadowed, like, your numbers, because you're all-time great. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know... You know if people will actually give you credit for it, no, they, uh, they, but there was a they, moment they when you was the baddest, one of the baddest Hell out yeah. there, you yeah. know. Um, and I think for me, bro, just just in having this moment here and doing the research, I was like, "Fuck, Chad was really like that." Mm. You know what I'm saying? And with that, he mentioned the Hall of Fame talk. I put my own jacket on because I understand. I know. I understand how
3: they play. <laughs> I understand how they play. I, listen, if I wanted to play politics, if I, I would have been a politician understanding Mm -hmm. how they work, understanding how the voters work. If the people vote me in are the ones I ain't play with, are the ones that actually played the game or had to play against me, I, my loony ass ain't getting in there. And they say, oh, well, your numbers ain't. Man, child, please. The goalposts continuously move depending on who the individual is you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Calvin Johnson made it. Mm -hmm. Our numbers are equivalent. Michael Irvin made it. Our numbers are equivalent. But when you bring up those names, what they'll do is, well they say, they nitpick mm-hmm. and they pick little things about those individuals on why they're in. Cool, that's the point of me putting my jacket on because at that moment, when I crossed that 10,000 yard mark on that catch, I felt I was Hall of Fame worthy and I was one, you know how I am. I played the game a certain way, so the way I played the game, you know I'm not looking for validation from nobody. Mm-hmm. Cool, I'm great, I'm great. I
0: inducted myself. I have a- I think that brings up a a bigger question to you though. I agree with you, sometimes the antics did overshadow the play, because yeah. I prepared for you <laughs> twice a year. We ain't pay attention to none of that jacket putting on, no putt-putt, yeah. no dang fake proposals. Yeah. We was like, hey, we're going, we going cover six, <laughs> cloud 85, and we playing man under, yeah. somebody else gonna have to catch it. So mm-hmm. we understood that, but are you as popular, as loved, as famous without the antics? Because there's a lot of no. very good football players that aren't thought of like Chad Johnson. No, I
3: wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be doing half the stuff I'm doing now. Not even close, probably none of it. Was that, was that a part of your mindset then, Chad? Or no? I was setting myself up for life after football while I was playing. I mean, the NFL wasn't gonna market me. You know, I had to create my own. I got about a year five, and I was thinking about long term. How can I set myself up long term so when I'm done playing, I can still keep that train rolling. Mm-hmm. And I figured, out, I figured out how to do it by adding the entertainment value to it, the personality, and, and since that was just me. Mm-hmm. That was me. Obviously back then the media, they, they vilified me. It was, it, was, it was frowned upon, but it made the game fun. It made me lovable in your stadium. Yeah. It made me lovable at the Raven Stadium. Every away game, why are away fans cheering for a Bengal player? That's unheard of, unheard of. And still to this day, that respect is still shown because I was never malicious. Yeah. I always show love back. And if you paid $80 for a ticket, you're gonna get $80 worth of entertainment.
0: <laughs> Every time, how does it feel? And, and I stood on that. Yeah, how does it feel now though, man? Like I love to see you at stadiums and watch these young players mm-hmm. who are getting younger and younger, bro. Mm-hmm. Like eventually it's gonna be people in this league who never saw you play. Yeah. Who never truly, who who didn't see Champ Bailey mm. that night, right? <laughs> who, who who didn't understand that the number one receiver and the safety mm-hmm. was gonna be following 85. Mm-hmm. But how does it feel, man? Cause you get opportunities as, you know, Madden, Madden radiance yeah. and all these things, to be in these stadiums and still get to touch and be around some of these young dudes, all the love you get, how does that
3: feel for you? It's a great feeling, it's a great feeling. And it's a a testament for me and the feeling that that I get from that and the fact that I didn't change while I was playing. Because that love wouldn't be the same if I had conformed to how the higher-ups felt I should have played the game and how I should have changed. Why don't you act like you've been here before every time you score? Why don't you act like you've been here? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been here before. I got here once, I'm gonna get there again. And every time I stepped in there, I wanted to be that feeling as if, damn, you know what it took to even get to this level? You know what it took for me to sit in front of my grandma's house and see my name go across that goddamn tickle? Shit, you think I'm supposed to change that? Nah. It's a celebration every motherfucking year <laughs> because of what it took to get there.
1: And, and bro, you I told you before, you're a genius marketer. Mm. What you do is just genius because it's, it's you and mm. yourself and your, your your authenticity like we're saying people love it Is there anything you could have changed in your career that could have even blown it up more or like I'm just saying, even leaving Cincinnati on your second deal Ooh.
3: No I, I like I like the way the story played out. I like the way it played out I'm not sure if things would have been the same if I left that left that place Obviously on the back end when you hit year 10, you know, everybody get traded yep. You know how that go unless you you know, you, you you're special, but I like, I like the way it played out. I think I wish I could have honed in a little bit more and hadn't got to New England late. They, they traded me on the, on the back end when it was really late. I didn't have a training camp. I didn't, I didn't have an off-season program. So I hit the, hit the ground running. And obviously, I wasn't able to build the trust with Tom in such a short amount of time to be the player we were used to seeing. Other than that, shit. I can vouch. That system. Great run.
1: It was a great run. It's crazy. Because you kept playing ball. You went, what was your? Oh, bro, I went to Canada. I went to Canada. But there was I, not I, an NFL team that going to let you run down and do something, nah, third nah, receiver, nah, fourth nah. receiver?
3: No, nah, that ain't happening,
1: boy. That ain't happening, boy.
3: You know, they're, they're, Yeah, there's certain things you do. You ain't walking back through them NFL doors now. There ain't no serve. That ain't happening. But I went down to Canada. I said, I want to finish the game the way I'd like to. And I went down there, I'm thinking I'm finna run through them boys. Oh, Canada? Oh man, let me lace Steve. Man, I'm finna get these boys that work. Shit. <laughs> 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 shit. Man, that first day of practice, I say, oh shit, boy, these motherfuckers could play. Because there's a, nothing but a bunch of people here from the States. You got know, about nine, nine Canadians on the team. It's all a bunch of people here that didn't get the opportunity in the NFL, number crunching, politics, mm-hmm. didn't get the opportunity coming to come into college but just as good, with the same talent to be able to play at the highest level, they were just in Canada, that's all. And that was such a surprise to me. Week in and week out, every team you played, whether it was Ottawa or Toronto, damn, what the hell you doing here? Was it humbling? Yes, humbling, and I got humbled on day two, early. And this is my team, and then seeing everybody else throughout the rest of the season, I'm like, oh man, these boys can play some ball. They just were not afforded the same opportunities or didn't get that, that chance, or or got cut, or whatever it might have been, the person maybe in the NFL might have been better than Matt at the time, but man, the talent, there was un- up there. It's unbelievable. You can unbelievable. only
2: imagine how hungry they must have been, though. Yeah. And you're you're on the back end. What year? Eleven at the time, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Year, maybe? year or, tw- or twelve. One of them. Right. I enjoyed it. One of my old teammates, uh, Chad Owen. He's a monster, Hey, the man. Hawaiian,
3: Hawaiian, little yeah, Chad. Yeah, Chad yeah, so he played for good, Toronto. Man.
2: He was so freaking good. Yeah. But, again, it's opportunity, number crunch. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I'm going to go over here and be a star, and he became a star. Yeah. I believe they retired a jersey or something out like there. But, real quick, he was talking about Madden. you the ratings adjuster. Yeah. Who we got to talk to about my speed on my Which, uh, uh, speed ultimate card? Your speed is a 94. Card. Is it now? It should be a 94. I think 94. when they sent it, it was like 89 or something. Nah, That's crazy. Nah. For real, bro. You, you see how I just said it off the top of my head? So as don't say nothing, light skin. So as you go. <laughs>
0: it was just mad speed. <laughs> they, I, they gave me a 90. I well, wasn't that good. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I appreciate
1: you, bro. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I, I saw my little car. That was like a 90. That must I'm have been head That's head size. overall. That's overall I was a 90. Oh,
2: no, you're a 90 overall. Shit. <laughs> Your speed? No, you definitely <laughs> a 78. It's <laughs> not hey, my speed. Be
0: like 78. Don't, don't do that. Like nah. when I was, Fred T, when I was actually playing, my
2: speed, he liked speed. You can run but your little,
1: your little bow legs and your big booty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like you could run, because your body type, built <laughs> like an ant. <laughs> His
2: turnover don't look like it. Be, nah, you was actually fast, but you played fast. Hey, you, you, fast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you Damn the move. got to be
0: crying? <laughs> hey. And, hey, also, too, man, we're halfway through the season. I want to shout out uh, YouTube TV. NFL Sunday ticket, you can get it right now, 50% off. You can watch all out of market games. Is there anything? You can watch four games at one time. Like it's the best way to catch football on Sundays. I wanna ask y'all a football question. I got people here uh, who did it at the highest level and I respect, we saw something transpire with Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders that I I think brings on a broader question. Josh McDaniels is thought of to be a great football mind. Mm. This is the second time we've seen him fail as a head coach. This time, it went down in flames. The Devontae Adams of the world talking about the disconnect between coach and player. Locker room. Some of the stories of a come-to-Jesus meeting that happens where players are going at Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is going at them. He says, hell with y'all. I ain't going to do nothing. Antonio Pierce speaks about 2007 New York Giants and you know there's a, a feeling of some way that that Giants team beat the Patriots mm-hmm. that year so all of these things are going on and then you watch the Las Vegas Raiders come out and play inspired football for Antonio Pierce you see the locker room after the game like I didn't know that level of fun was not played for a great head coach mm-hmm. I didn't know that level of partying was even allowed in a locker room mm-hmm. after a win Chan you Famously told Mike T, "Hell, I'm jealous. RC got to play for you, and I played for damn Cam Cameron." <laughs> Cam Cameron. <laughs> when well, you see something like that, bro, what did? What are your thoughts on the difference of leadership styles and how we're seeing now in this new age of football? Coaching has many different looks that could be successful. You said it. It's. Key. I remember my last
1: year when I found out somebody was born in the '90s on the team. Monte mm-hmm. Davis. I was like, When were you born? 1990. And they're just getting younger and younger and younger. When the kids, kids, the players, the young men are changing. And I think now that old school Bill Belichick is the way it is. It's, this is the way it is We go. Bro, I think it's dying. You looking at these successful coaches now, they're relatable. Even the older coaches, uh, Pete Carroll, he's down to earth. John Harbaugh doesn't even call defense off. He's a special teams coach. But he knows how to relate with people and knows how to, how to communicate with these young guys. So I think that celebration in the Raiders <laughs> locker room, they weren't celebrating that win. They were celebrating old boy being gone. They were celebrating <laughs> Josh McDaniels not being my head coach anymore. <laughs> They probably would've smoked cigars and danced if they lost that game, just because we don't have to deal with this sorry bastard no more. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. But I'm looking at like Mike McDaniel's down there in um in Miami, uh, Sean McVay, a lot of guys we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Like you meet them and it's almost mind blowing to me. I'm like, oh, you you just you want us? Like you cool? Mm-hmm. You down? You you down there? So mm-hmm. I think I think that old school with the the Bill Parcells tree and all that stuff you talk about. But I think that is a dinosaur in this league, as we're seeing Belichick struggle right now too. Mm-hmm. I think that old school, my way or the highway. I think these kids ain't dealing with that. They'll take them kids. I coach high school. Mm-hmm. Them kids tell you kiss their ass now. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared of all my coaches. I don't know why. Like you can't whoop me, but I just had this kind like, of like authority figure. Yeah, yeah, this authority figure. This like um, coach say I say Nick Saban. Nick Saban did not last in the league. He's a genius mind. Mm-hmm. He could not get it through his mind that we are coworkers. You're mm-hmm. not my, you're not the superior mm-hmm. and I'm this little, this little worker for you. Mm-hmm. And when Jason Taylor and Junior and Keith Traylor and all them boys that play mm-hmm. with all them vets, they, man, what the fuck are y'all doing? The fuck you talking to? <laughs> and like it, it used to blow my mind when they'd be like, I know that bitch ain't talking to me. I'd be like, Damn, truck, take it easy. A lot of those guys can't get it through their mind when they don't have that dictatorship mm. over top of people. And I think, mm. bro, I swear, I'm, I in my heart, I think that's dying in all of coaching, and it's gonna start trickling down to uh, colleges as well.
3: Listen, coaches like Mike McDaniels, Sirianni,
1: yeah, Zach Sirianni. Tirillo. Pete Carroll even though he's much older
3: he's still he's still very relatable. I, I call him um player, player coach. friendly coaches. Player yeah, friend. I, I couldn't get it out. Mike Tomlin yep. is like that. And Mike Tomlin got a bit of a bit of both. Mm-hmm. He got a bit of both. One of the few coaches that have a bit of both and can relate to the players extremely well. And that dictatorship or stern coaching, is not gonna work with them young boys. Not with them young bulls, it's, it's not gonna work. And what you saw, I'm not sure how Mike, I'm, Mike McDaniels, I'm not sure how Josh McDaniels coaches over there when he was with the Raiders, but for you to lose the locker room that fast and that soon, something wasn't there. There was a disconnect somewhere.
2: Yeah, and I think players only relate to that if they're winning, mm-hmm. then they're able to accept it. Mm-hmm. If you're coaching real hard and stern, the, the Belichick way or that, former Patriot way, Mm. you know, I was in that locker room. You was there, Chad, Mm. so you kind of know how it goes. The focus, attention to detail, the sense of urgency, that's all needed, but if the results, you're not getting those on the back end, then everybody's gonna think, you know, you you full of shit, is is bullshit. So I I think with AP, Coach Pierce now, um, the players relate to him, they respect him. It's hard to get somebody to do something if, if they don't respect you, yeah. but it's a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, so they went out there and they did their thing for him. And as Channing said, they probably would've smoked cigars had they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing I do know is in that when you have a player friendly coach or a coach who's a former player as well, we had Jack Del Rio, mm-hmm. you know, when he, when he came to Jacksonville that first year, Things were more lax. Coach Coughlin had just departed, Hmm. you know, and things were more lax and chill. So guys like, yeah, we good. So we went all out for him. Then eventually when the transparency starts to slip, when the gray areas start to come in, we were so used to white and black, you knew what you were getting. I think AP understands that as a player, as a guy who played for Coach Coughlin, you know, he's a guy who understands I can be respectful. I can have a relationship with my guys, but I can also coach them hard Mm -hmm. and let them know this is the fine line. This is where we meet. I'll get you to respond a bit better that way. So I think uh, as a former player, he has that. And guys respect that. As a former player who played for a hard coach and coach Coughlin, who had to kind of step off the gas a little bit in order to be a better coach and be a hall of fame coach, as a matter of fact, with the two Super Bowls uh, for the Giants, I think uh, AP He was able to absorb that, and now he's gonna give it back to his team. And I hope those guys really turn their, you know, turn the organization around, because if they don't, all of that shit is just smoke and mirrors, and you know, another guy who's just letting it all hang out and having fun right now. But I wish him success. I have
0: a question for both of you guys, because y'all got an opportunity to be in New England, and I'll bring it to you first, Freddie T. How much of the Patriot way benefited from having tom brady
2: you have to have a certain certain type of structure and then i'm in year 12 when i first got to new england so i was looking for um what made them tick why are they so successful and it was easier for me to buy in because of what they had already done mm. right uh some guys uh kind of fought that you know but i come from a tough coach and then i had a coach in the middle middle that player coach that we had some success, but it sort of kind of, you know, outplayed itself eventually. And then to, to land back, you know, in New England with Coach Belichick and the Patriot Way, I, for me, I respected it. Mm-hmm. And, and and he was hard on everybody, even Tom, and it was fair. And he taught you how to be a pro. So I think the Patriot Way is why, uh, the reason they're a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, also Tom too, but it, it all goes hand in hand. You know, I don't think you can have one without the other. I don't know how great Tom would have been. But that's the other thing somewhere too. Somewhere
0: Freddie T. Other people are trying to have one without the other. Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia tried to have one without the other. Right. Romeo Cornell has tried that. Bill O'Brien has tried that. Josh McDaniels
2: has tried that. You know, right. we've seen Mike and Vrabel be a little success. It's not happening without the denominator. Yeah. Going back to Tom. Yeah. You know, but Tom also had to learn the Patriot way. And I think that made him a better pro and a better player, a person. Look how he does his interviews. Do you think Tom does, will do interviews like that? He was he was a bit more loose and older when he got to Tampa and more mature and a lot more smart. Like what Tom had been interviewing that way and knowing how to dodge the, the questions. Belichick taught guys that way. When you walk in the door, it says, you know, do your job and the sign leaving the door says you know, basically, fuck the outside. You know okay. what I'm saying? Be mindful of what you say on the outside. Okay. And the Tom
1: Brady wouldn't have been Tom Brady if he didn't know how to dodge media questions?
2: No, I did not say that.
1: I'm just saying, like, like no, I did the not Patriot say way? That. I'm saying, like, teaching yeah. him how to what manipulate I the was you media. Tom, Tom to Brady is the best quarterback You learn how to become a better
2: pro. These how things by help to- you.
1: By, by being closed mouth when the media comes in the locker room. like Wait, That don't that, help that, nobody. I, yeah, I know
2: one, but they said did said he they was closed did, mouth. They
3: did teach that though. But Real one, they, one they, said I he was closed mouth. Mean, what do you mean they taught that? Keeping t- stuff in house. Things that are going distractions. on. Yeah, you distractions. You want to minimize the bullshit. Minimize all that bullshit. Yeah, don't let keep that shit come, come in, in even house. with
2: your family. Like, you tell your family, look, we're in football mode for for six to eight months. Look, y'all can't tell me shit about my job. I know you want to criticize this. You don't know what the fuck. You don't know what's going on in this building. Minimizing those distractions, you get home. Oh, baby, yeah, they should have done this. You don't even know what you talking about it for. Like you don't. Yeah, so he puts you on you, that. They mindset. taught you how to talk to your kids, the no, old lady. I didn't say. It, yes. <laughs> Guys, okay, <But> they <laughs> didn't tell you. I use the Steelers. Minimize these distractions. I
0: use the Steelers because
2: they—they've they they had what three coaches
1: in 962 years or something. Tom Brady Brady's starting quarterback <laughs> for the Steelers <laughs> at his prime. Tom Brady still winning six Super Bowls.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you you disagree with that? that. I yeah, can, I can. Because of the player, essentially. Yeah.
1: And then now you get rid of Tom Brady, you still don't draft well, you still have struggled with your roster as they sit here today, and they're still teaching them how to talk to their kids and be mm. quiet with the media. Like, <laughs> bro, I'm just saying, like that. I understand what you're saying, where that stuff means something, and all you know, focus in. I don't think that creates success. I'm, I think I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna great
0: say, players create success. I'm going to say this: Lawyer Malloy, Rodney, Harris Rodney Harrison. Ty Law, Seymour, Teddy Bruschi, Vince Vince Wilford. Like those people are the Patriot way. And they're doing that and they're what they are. And honestly, Bill Belichick, and this is my opinion, I believe he was always a stern coach. Mm -hmm. Because he started to have success, he became, at least to the outside world, he became colder. Because he understood through that success, I could be more of this and they can't question it because I'm winning a lot. And I think that as that grew, now you have a Matt Patricia or you have a Bill O'Brien or you have a Josh McDaniels who probably actually at the time isn't built that way but it's what they've learned. Like if any of us, like if I'm around something that's extremely successful, it's like you said, Freddie T, you start to look at it and try to figure out, okay, why is it successful? What about that can I emulate? What about that can I take into my life and try to be that it helped me be successful as well? The problem is, if it takes you away from your authentic self, it actually makes you worse, right? It it actually makes you worse if it's now making me be something that I have, that I don't have the capability of being. You know, it's,
3: and, you know it's funny, but Tom mastered that, because if you look at Tom Brady, the entirety of his career in New England, and he gets to Tampa, he's a completely different person because he didn't have to mask it no more. Yeah. The personality, what the fuck, funny as hell. He, he never had a Twitter. All of a sudden he get Twitter. He funny as hell, <laughs> cracking jokes. I'm like. Where the fuck this motherfucker hey, been on the Toe this up at the parade, drum, up. Listen, and that, that's not something he just started, but the Patriot way yeah. forced him to be someone because he had to represent that organization
2: I, I, and that slogan. I really think it just boils down to because even Bill had some behind those cameras. Bill was little, you know Bill would say some funny shit yeah, in those yeah, yeah, meetings, yeah. bro. Like right. Bill, he's he's not, as you said, he became colder. Yeah. But that he didn't want to deal with the bullshit. Right. And that's what he tried to say. It's like, let's minimize the BS and keep the outsiders outside. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the Patriot way, pretty much like y'all had a Steelers way. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really saying buying in, right? This is how The consistency of of our successes, this is how we get to stay there. Like, if we all just buy in and just do it this way, this is our foundation, this is what we're built on, don't let anybody interfere with it. They ain't teach nobody what to say to their kids, but they did say (laughs) minimize the distractions. So you can. we want to give you an opportunity to be more successful. I can tell you this, and I guarantee you this, if your ass was in New England, Mm -hmm. obviously Miami, New England, you know how. Yeah. If you I were was supposed in New to, England,
1: to England, you would
2: be a better player, a better player than you no, were in Fred, in Miami. A hundred percent. The scheme, Even the in spite scheme the was great. I played next to Teddy
1: Brewski. I played next to Zach. Zach's better than Teddy. Had JT. They had defensive ends and all that stuff. They had DBs and all. Fred, I was still going to party. I was still going to hang out. I was still going to run the streets. Mm-hmm. I would just mask it more because I knew they don't agree with that.
2: And with all of that, you were gonna be a better player. As you just said, Zach was better than Teddy. I certainly agree with you, that, with you on that. But I think if Teddy was other places, I don't know if he would be as great as he was as a Patriot. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, my friend, would be m- much better than you were with the Dolphins, simply because you would have bought in And you would have knew how to handle yourself a bit, but guys still party. Guys go to Boston, Providence, uh, down to Foxwoods. Guys hang out. I
1: think the Patriots get a certain play, a certain type player that they know will buy in. That's That's the job. That's That's what they do. That's why they. That's why you see Tom Brady throwing to all these little, um, these little hobbits running (laughs) around for years. He always had a four foot seven little white boy to throw to. If you give Tom Brady Ocho Cinco at his prime. You gave them that one year with Randy Moss, they went nuts. He had 50 touchdowns. Yeah. But they wanted
0: that certain type player. And I think they draft that certain type player. The other thing, too, like, I, and this is sort of off the subject of uh, pivot mm-hmm. per se. And also remember now, NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV right now, it's half off. Half off. Watch your Sunday afternoon out-of-market
2: games. It's 50% off. Like, you know, Channing always looking for something cheap. Uh, I'm gonna give me that. <laughs> hey, but on some real stuff though, and this ain't even part of the ad. Re- this ain't nothing. Check it out. I did it this past Sunday watching the game because Jacksonville was off, so I had the luxury to be able to watch all the games. So they have this little box at the bottom, and it gives you different games. Yep. Where you can four. select the different four. So they already yeah. kind of preset the four for you. Yeah. AFC, NFC, like, and you can just kind of use your remote to change the sound wherever you want it. It's so dope, bro. It is. I had a ball Sunday watching the game, <laughs> and it. I'd be texting them. They'd be like, "Freddie, we watching, watching the game." We're watching the game, Fred. we watching the game. I said,
0: "He's like, he's like, yep." Jacksonville just got a first down. Trevor Lawrence ran it. I know. I was
2: I was working that <laughs> day though. <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> Chad. okay. <laughs> <We got that. laughs> hey, I want to. We haven't talked in the, the early season. It was the the huge topic of conversation, what Deion Sanders was doing in Colorado. Oh boy. And it was. It was fun at that point because they was busting everybody's head. Mm -hmm. And now they're still a team that's extremely competitive, but they have a losing record, you know. And Dion's coming under fire. Rich Eisen asked him about all the players that left. And Dion said, honestly, we had an honest conversation with like 20 of them. The other players just quit, you know. And it's like while you're winning, you don't really have to explain that. You know, But now you've gotten to this point and it's like, okay, I gotta let people know that no, I wasn't being what they thought or perceived as an a-hole in those things. The offense coordinator, who everybody loved, who left the job as a head coach to be the OC, has now been removed from play calling. When you think about Ocho, it was the, the destination for everybody. Mm. The way things have shifted on Colorado and Prime. When you look at that situation now, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's still, it's still the same. I, I, I expected him to
3: turn that program around very fast, and he did that, he did that. And before the season started, he said he's six or eight dogs away from getting where he needs to be to be competitive throughout the entirety of a season. The interior is where they're lacking, mm-hmm. offensively and Hardest defensively. That's it, that's it. And he's, I mean, obviously those, those issues are going to get fixed. You know, once the portal and one of the the ninety percent of anything when it comes to college football is recruiting. You think Prime gonna have a problem fixing that interior? Offensive, or defense? It's 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 gonna change. It's gonna change fast too. So I'm not really worried about a losing record because he's already surpassed everybody's expectations anyway. They won one game the year before. Yep. One. The viewed different because of him, but yeah, you're right. the viewed view much different. So, my, my thoughts on it hadn't changed. People want to be all up in arms, like all oh, the way his coaching style. Now he's losing. What do you expect him to do? He definitely wasn't going undefeated. No. You know, that yeah. wasn't going to happen. But for what he's done in such a short amount of time with that program it's commendable.
0: It's, this is commendable. What, here's what I'm going to say. When last year, no one cared about Colorado. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one focused on them. No one paid attention to them. Mm-hmm. People didn't go to the games. They weren't putting them on TV <laughs> every week. People in Colorado ain't care about Colorado, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Ralphie was out there running for herself. She, she wasn't running for fans. She was out there getting exercise and allowing 20 people that chase him or chase her, because actually a female, that chase her around the field to have a scholarship for chasing a, a, a Bengal <laughs> buffalo every Saturday. You gotta watch him warm up too, it's hilarious. I I, I will say this, and it it speaks to what he's done. They're the most average team in football that everybody plays like it's their Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When they come to town, or when you go to Colorado, even if you believe, Oregon knew they were the better team. They knew it, but that coach spoke differently he was on them differently. The level of intensity of that locker room was different because of who Dion is, because who Colorado had become. And I think there's a, a sense of, of difficulty, Chan, that being prime adds to winning football at that level. Like, it's great because you get all the other stuff that you wouldn't get other places. Yeah. There's a lot of teams better than them that everybody don't go to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How do... You get over that. How do you fix or adjust to the fact that you are getting everybody's best shot, even when you aren't the best team? And that's when you talk trash, you're gonna get everybody's best shot. That's why
1: I say I, I, there's never be another Coach Prime again. Anybody with as much lore as him, almost like an Ocho, anybody yeah. with as much attention on him, mm-hmm. they don't wanna do that job. That job is hard. Like Ocho just said, you gotta now, you got Coach Prime who has plenty of money, plenty of respect. He's he's sitting in 17-year-old kids. Uh, living rooms tell them how great they're gonna be and how I'm gonna watch out for you. I'm gonna take you under my wing like I'm your father. Like it is a difficult job to do. And when you put a target on your back, that's why they call it that. Cause now motherfuckers trying to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody wants to take their best shot. So Prime is gonna really have to grind and recruit and do all the things it takes to be a Nick Saban, to be a, who is it, a Kirby Smart up there, Jordan. To do that, that's a difficult job. And these kids, were ill-prepared to have that on them, to have that attention. Some work. Shadua can play, like there's some there's some, there's some, good players on that league. Travis they got some play. receivers, Travis is, Travis is one of the best college players I've ever, ever seen in my life, to be honest. You need 80 in college, and you gotta have guys coming up behind that guy to prepare mm-hmm. for the next year when he goes to the league. Prime just got there on 11, a one and 11 team. We talked about four. He was going to fail, and people were waiting for it. It's like Floyd Mayweather when he was boxing. Bingo. People were watching him to get knocked out, including me. And I love Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, somebody sooner or later is going to have to hit this little joker and catch him. (laughs) Who was that? Pacquiao caught him one time. Mm -hmm. And the whole party I was in jumped up. He got tapped, and then he went commenced to whooping that boy's
3: ass. No, that was uh, uh,
0: that was Sugar uh, Sugar Shane. No, Shane. Sugar Shane caught him twice in one round, and, went and yeah. folks went crazy. And he they didn't was... went, He didn't went around after that. Oh, mm. I'm talking about whipped him like he stole something. Alicia <laughs> cried probably in that fourth round. <laughs> you know she couldn't take it. She probably was in the back shaking and shivering. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and Floyd went to
1: commenced to whoop his ass. <laughs> Dion doesn't have the the, the 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 dogs right now. No. And Ocho hit it on the head. If I am a DB, I go play for Prime. If mm. I'm a receiver, I go play for Prime. What does Prime know about left guard? What does Prime I go know play about for Michigan three technique? Mm-hmm. How is Prime going to get those big, corn-fed sons of bitches in the middle of Wisconsin <laughs> to come to Colorado? Because that's what you need to be a good football it's team. It's Prime.
3: I think it makes it that much easier. It right. makes it that much easier wanting to play for someone of that stature. Because if I was a lineman, That's where I want to go, because you're going to have the same amenities before Mm -hmm. the same things you can get at your Michigans
2: and your other Power 5 schools. I think it also comes down to uh, consistency. You you better believe Prime was ready to to deal with this sort of adversity. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if the players were, but I'm pretty sure he's done his best to try to get them in the mindset that it ain't going to always be flowers. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So they've lost three in a row, but they're better than they were. Way no, there. that message is still there. I think we still see the consistency in Dion with how he posts, and mm. in his interviews, mm-hmm. and his faith, and, and his optimism. All those different things I think are encouraging, and he's able to still go into these homes. You know, people know he got a mouthpiece, so the family's gonna want to say, "I can send my kid here, and to get a life, to to learn about life, learn how to be a man." You know what I'm saying? Learn about. What what's gonna happen if I don't make it to the next level. And I think all of those things are assets for Dion. And um, you know, people one minute they're gonna be able to talk about him, but the next minute, you know, they'll 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 be able to praise him again. And he's gonna stay steady. Yeah, yeah if you know he's yeah. gonna stay steady, and he's gonna get his best.
3: Remember what he said? Y'all
0: take your shots at me now. Yeah, he said y'all better yeah. get me now. Yeah, you better get me now. And I, I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah, I think though. I love to watch lessons unfold publicly because Prime's consistency is a lesson for everyone. Because what it says is, I wasn't behaving this way because I was up. I was behaving this way. I had this level of faith. I had this level of belief because I'm me. Mm. Because my entire life, this is the way I've been. Mm. When I walked into your son's house, when I walked into your house, and I said, this is what I'm going to provide for them win, lose, or draw, I'm going to continue to do that. That level of consistency is not only honorable to me, it's admirable, because it's hard, right? It's hard when you're losing, and the shots, because he was taking the shots while he was winning. Like Let's not act like everybody in the world was happy they were up, Mm -hmm. because they weren't and they were taking the shots and they were waiting for him to fall. And now that he's falling, the shots keep coming, but he does not change, right? right? He does not change his messaging. He does not change his treatment of people. He does not change his love for the people he coaches. No, you're gonna to try to make adjustments and make things right because life, when it comes to football, is about wins and losses. And I think the other thing, and I think Channing said it too, that's important is no matter what happens, at Colorado, it can never make Deion Sanders a failure. Mm. That's a different level of comfort to have, right? That if this team never becomes a national champion, it doesn't take away from how I was raised, how being raised that way led me to be where I was, how I was having conversations and thoughts of ending it all when everybody thought I should be on top and how God brought me out of that. And now what I'm giving to these young men that the fact that I have a gold jacket is something nobody ever talks about. Mm. The fact that I'm the best that's ever done it at my position, I don't have to live on that because of who I am now. That's a different level of confidence to be able to pour into those young men. And it made me think about Ocho earlier. We were having a conversation, and I won't necessarily bring up the exact conversation. It was uh, the three of us. We were in Chan's dressing room. I think Chan was in his drawers at the time. Fortunately, these still had the booty in them. Like, yeah, <laughs> you had not, <laughs> you had not rubbed the booty out of these yet.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, oh. how often you throw your drawers away?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. You can wear drawers
1: for years, right? Yeah. You, I
0: just wash them over and over and over. Yeah. He, see. He don't wash them. Um, <laughs> Chad, you were talking. You know, you talked earlier about your experience going to Canada, and you mm-hmm. mentioned there are things that you do you cannot come back from. Mm. And you were giving us an example of something you know that's going on in life since. And you said, you know, because of that experience, I learned how to handle this. Mm. I spoke earlier about how much you've grown and getting to watch you. And like I said, you know, I sent you a text. I was like, bro, that was excellent, man, I love it. Talk a little bit about how your experience through life has changed you as a man and where you are now maturity-wise, mm-hmm. as compared to where you have been as an actual adult. Right. I think before,
3: I was, I lived life a little reckless. I lived life a little reckless, took everything for granted. Especially when I was playing, being honest. Almost invisible in a sense. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, uh, I went in the streets, running the street. You no, know, even back then, I didn't party, I didn't club. Just, I was, I was on a personal, Level and as an individual and as a man that had responsibilities at the time, I was moving reckless. Mm. And the man upstairs had to sit me down and take some things away, you know, to get me to see that and understand you ain't moving right. Even though I wasn't doing anything wrong that, could, that can, you know, die death, jail, not, nothing of that magnitude. So with that losing everything and then coming back and being able to get it all again, I got clarity, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, this is why. Oh, now I get it. Because if I was still moving like that, it's impossible, of no these opportunities, well, I, there's no way I would've got this. Well, you know what? The way I was moving back then, there's no way I could attain this as well. So me understanding why he made me sit my ass down and take some stuff away from me, to bring me to the point I'm at now. And it's made me a better man, a better individual, a better person. Not much of me has changed, but I move differently than I did before. Move differently. And I'm, I'm saying this, I'm trying to navigate through it without, you know, without giving the table legs, mm-hmm. if you get on yeah.
2: How much of losing Hurricane P oh. plays a role in that? Goddamn, Hurricane.
3: A little bit, a little bit. I miss my baby. That's too easy. That's a, that's a good jog. I appreciate you jogging that memory. But um, a little bit, a little bit. I I, th- I think about it a lot. I visit the I visit the grave site sometimes, right? And the first thing I ask, I say is to myself, "Why well, y'all always talk about y'all love me when y'all was here?" Y'all motherfuckers, I'm talking now. I'm talking to my mom and my grandma, y'all motherfuckers buried next to each other and ain't nobody gave me a sign yet. <laughs> <laughs> y'all always talk about y'all. How you tell me something right now. <laughs> then I'm, I'm talking to the grave and still to this day, man, I have yet to get that sign and just or, or acknowledgement of just some sort. And people say the signs are right in front of you, you probably missed them. No, I didn't, because I've been waiting on them. Mm. I mean, I've been waiting on something. And everything I do now is to make sure I make them proud. And they always say, oh, they're watching, they praying for you. Because I always say, well, R.C., and, you know, you, you mentioned it too, I'm trying to get a better understanding how the hell I got to the point I am now. Right. I ain't figured it out yet. How? How is it possible? Who praying? Because the two most important people in my life are gone. So the opportunities I've been afforded now are still to this day. Obviously, there are people in my corner that have done a phenomenal job that have done a phenomenal job. Man, Doug has been been a wonder. He's been a joy for me and and a blessing in in many ways. Sherelle has been a blessing in many ways to this point. And also, I definitely got to give credit to those I have kids from. Those Mm -hmm. I have kids from have been a good foundation for me in the fact that I didn't do things the traditional way. Mm-hmm. But the way I did do them I've been afforded the opportunities I have because of those that I've had kids from because they kept Everything level because that foundation on that end was always strong because if that foundation over there wasn't strong I wouldn't be able to do what the fuck I'm doing now And so I always give them credit when I have opportunity to tell them how thankful I am because doing what I'm doing now today with the train rolling again It wouldn't have been been possible without
0: me. You mentioned the train rolling again. What was it like in between the times the train was rolling, though? It was quiet. it, It was quiet.
3: Boy, and I had a good six, seven years of silence. good six or seven. That's a long time, boy. Silence. A lot of gaming. A lot of boxing. A lot of playing soccer. A lot of... That's it. And all of a sudden it took, it took one. I think it might have been ESPN. ESPN did something. And once ESPN did something, then everybody say, oh. It just, it just started coming in like clockwork. So like the past four, four years now, blessing been raining, like out of nowhere. And I, I still can't grasp why, but I see it as a, another test. I think you're doing it on purpose. Let me see if you're gonna make them same mistakes you made last time when I had to take everything from your ass. Now that's how I see it now. So I'm always on my P's and Q's really seeing what's gonna happen. He gonna throw something at me, let me see if you're gonna take the bait. Wow. And that's how I look at it. I Honestly. Know. So I'm, I'm actually, no, I mean no disrespect, I'm actually mind fucking myself in not the messing up.
0: And it's working for me. Honestly, bro, like I love that. Like that is, you know, like we have these natures of of who we are and there's these things that are innate to us that happen very naturally. Mm. And sometimes what we know is the right thing or what other deem is the right thing aren't the things that are easiest for us to do. Mm. You know, and it's it's like working out. It's like putting in effort to anything Sometimes you gotta get that goal or have something that says, this is why I have to go do it. And if that's the if that's the way you have to be in order to have yourself on the path of quote unquote righteousness, mm-hmm. ain't nothing wrong with
2: that. Mm-hmm. No, I just wanna say oh it's just it's your responsibility to yourself. You know, just going back to that. And and a lot of times it's it's really as you can sum it up with one word and just call it growth. Like that's where you are you look at your 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 mom you think about your mom you tell yourself damn baby girl we've come a long way i, pre- I thank you for that mm. you know and then you you're able to lend yourself a favor and and really just grow up man i lost my grandmother and the only reason i I say this is uh because these guys uh, i was told that they're coming to her wake this guy got a million jobs he'd never take a day off <laughs> <laughs> so for him to you know take a day off and and show up. Um, (laughs) That's love. I appreciate you, bro. For sure, man. Chan, I appreciate you. AZ, I appreciate you. Um, And that's family. So I I think about my old girl too, you know, and that was the reason I asked you about Hurricane P. Mm. Uh, Cause sometimes you can kind of look over to your left or right and things that you're thinking you can remember those smiles and it'll make you feel better. You can remember those moments that'll make you stop thinking something negative or wherever your mind was, it'll help you kind of fly away with them. So that's why I asked you if that helped you become a better person from that point that you lost her because I feel myself kind of shifting into a a, a state of forgiveness and learning how to become a better uh, uh, person. And I appreciate these two more than I probably ever appreciated anybody in my life because they've helped me become a better person. I still got a lot of work to do, Mm -hmm. you know, so I just wanted to share that. Uh, But I I wanted to ask you, bro, um, in all of that, you know, everything from Chad and the antics, I would love to see what Chad would do in this day and age in football with the lacks in the rules and the things you could Still do. Still
0: be getting ran over by Ray.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and with that, the jobs, the, the appearances, the opportunities, the, just everything that you've done, at what moment, what has been your biggest pivot mm. in all of that in life? My biggest pivot? Your biggest pivot.
3: I'm much more disciplined than I was before. To those that mean the most to me, and not taking it for granted, cause it wasn't before. I treated a lot of people, you know, the closest people that to me like they were disposable. Mm. Next, next, you know, that attitude I can find that again next, and then understanding, you know, what I have now, how important it is, and the timing of when it came in my life, it came for a reason, and when they came in, there was a certain, a certain, a certain feeling, a feeling that I, I hadn't had before. You know, They say normally, when a man finds the right person, you know, they, they're willing to change, and there's nothing you can do. You can't force it. They just, they just do it on their own, and I, I've, I've done that. I've done that. There's a certain discipline that I have, and the way I move right now, I've never done it before. I don't know, maybe it's growth or whether it's maturity, but I don't think it's that. I think it's what I have attained to this point. Those that have come into my life have changed me for the better. That discipline, the word discipline, is something I never had unless it had to do with football. When it came to football, anything sports related, trying to play, discipline, 10, I'm checking every box. Outside life, shit. and I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. And one of the funny things about it is I use all y'all as, you know what, I like the way RC move. If I want to be, get where I want to get to in this area of my life, I got to be more like that motherfucker right there. Mm. Just taking little stuff from everybody that's around me because you are what you surround yourself with.
0: That's true.
3: And I, I don't have an entourage. I don't run with a bunch of people. But if I want to get to a certain level and change the way I maneuver, maneuver after all these years, I got to... I got a pinch and pull from somewhere. So I pinch and pull from those that are closest to me. And that, that's just, and smart, and that, that's even in the, in the media stuff too. You be on ESPN, I be jotting <laughs> down notes and shit, stealing some of your words. <laughs> so if you hear me on my other show, using some of your phrases, you hey, know, just know, nah, just don't came from me.
0: They yeah. for everybody, man. Yeah. Like, um, I, you know, I think what's, you know, we're gonna, and we can end it now. What's fascinating about you, and I don't think you recognize it, I think we, we deal with it with Fred a lot of times, in having to make him realize who he is and who he was to all of us as a player, you know, and the way that we see him and saw him. Like, you the homie. Now like, you're our actual friend, you know what I mean? And like, when we sit down here and when we sat down, I was like, man, well, let's just try to bring Ocho in or Chad in and we can just have a conversation. Cause you too, like, what are we talking about? And I was like, everything. And then like you sit down and Fred starts to ask you a couple of questions. And I'm like, well, hell, I want to ask him some questions. <laughs> you, you forget like all that you've accomplished, all that you've done, all that you are doing and truly how big of a star you are, man. And like, I am so happy for you now because even though it was quiet for a spell of time Mm. it wasn't supposed to be in the sense of what you had accomplished to that point but it was necessary for you to be here Mm. and i think that's the beauty of it man and i love you bro and like just keep doing it
3: oh yeah most definitely
0: my dog damn (laughs) this this turned out to be something different (laughs) that was was a good motherfucking ending that's a good show (laughs) boy appreciate you dog (laughs)
1: They can keep that. Yeah. Threw them motherfuckers away. Hey, stinker baby. Boy, y'all funny. What's up, baby? I miss
3: you, stinker. Wait, come on, don't don't do that. Ooh, stinker baby. baby? Hey, hey stinker baby. baby. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me take this picture.
0: <laughs> right, stinker baby on three. <laughs> One, two, Stanker, baby.
2: <laughs> hey, on, man. Man, why you embarrassing me hey, like that, man? You know, Franker, next week, Franker.
0: welcome to Inside the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, presented to you by BMW. <laughs> <Since we> got, <laughs> to my right, I got Stanker, <laughs> stanker baby.
1: <laughs> A wide open. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Stanker, hey, we for
2: do
0: sure. So we I'm, will show
1: I like able to say that shit in normal conversation. <laughs> nah, <laughs> so the Eagles are struggling, Stinker Baby. <laughs> <in music. laughs> hey, like Stinker Baby said earlier. Like Stinker Baby <laughs> said earlier.
0: Uh, hey, they gotta run that route tighter to the hash.
3: <laughs> Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't, don't do me
0: like that. Boy, Stinker Baby predicto. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait till we get the Stinker Baby Stanker. predicto. Hold up Limitless Niggas to me kind of pinning it I the here to witness it Got my people feeling militant Way I'm feeling got me up On the mission got me up Knowing me I got the key
2: On the vision I can trust Trust Limitless Niggas to me kind of pinning it I the here to witness it Got my people feeling militant